Hi, everyone. Welcome to the live conversation. Uh, the Global Project Creative Society, uh, which we are here to talk about, is a unique in all aspects and is initiated by people themselves and uh, people of goodwill from all over the world who want to unite and change the world for the better. Uh, after all, everyone today understands that consumers format of the society in which we live today, or in other words, the inhumane format of relationship of one person towards another must be changed. And today, all of the humanity faces global economic, political, climatic, and other issues. And to really solve them, we need the unity of all mankind, regardless of religion, nationality, social status. Many people are aware of the vital need of unity. But on practice, how do we apply it? Uh, today, thanks to Creative Society Project, millions of people worldwide are already united in building the Creative Society. And today we have a jo uh, we have our guest from Tulsa, Oklahoma, uh, Dr. Uh, David Deyo Ajibade, who is a health and wellness uh, thought leader and the exe executive director of Brain and Body Foundation. Uh, hi, Dr. David. Hi, thank you for having me. And uh, we have my co-host Olga here as well from the Ukraine. And Hello, everyone. Nice to meet you. Thank you, Olga. And my co-host, Tali. Yes, my name is Tali. And we would like to learn a little bit more about our guest and um, discuss with him the importance of changes of the Creative Society project and talk, of course, about his passion, about his work, about his life, and see what kind of improvements he could uh, tell us about that should be made in his field of work. Please, Dr. David, could you tell us a little bit more about yourself and about your profession and passion? Well, absolutely. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm a medical doctor. I trained in both Nigeria and in the U.S. And um, for a long time in Tulsa, Oklahoma, we started doing webinars way back before. I mean, Zoom and other thing, uh, other things uh, became so popular. Other webinar platforms became popular. Right? about 2006, 2007, and the goal was to uh, have us uh, democratize health information, so to speak, um, have people all over the world understand um, the basic fundamental principles about health and how to take control of their health, whether it was about the health of their brains, the health of their immune systems and all that. And um, because coming from a third world country, um, most people in Nigeria and other African countries don't have access to this kind of information. and so. Our goal was to see how we could gather as much of that information, break, break it down and make it easily applicable to people in third world countries. And we did that for about three or four years. And um, I went back to Nigeria and then we started, we saw a lot of need, especially in the area of uh, brain problems, especially in children, cerebral palsy, epilepsy, seizures, um, all kinds of issues, especially because of healthcare not being available. So we started a foundation to uh, take care of those needs. And um, uh, we, we started making trips back and forth from the U.S. to um, get donations in terms of uh, supplementation, uh, nutrients, because we found out that specific nutrients given in specific doses at specific times could make a tremendous difference, even in conditions like brain damage that many doctors just write off and say there's nothing to be done about them. We found that nutrients can make a huge difference. So We've been doing that now for over five, five, six years, just going back and forth and uh, administering these, these to the, the needs of, the, of especially children. 
And also we do some work with adults as well in the area of brain health. Um, in the process, we started doing some work with sickle cell disease. Now sickle cell disease is primarily a black problem. It have, uh, most of the people who have sickle cell disease are, are black. Um, Nigeria being the most populous black country in the world has the most number of black of patients with sickle cell disease. And we saw people having strokes. We saw people having brain damage. We saw people having damage to their skeleton and all that. And so, we, so we went into that and we found out that the same principle applied, specific nutrients given in specific doses, given at specific times, could make a huge difference and keep these kids from dying and having strokes. And so uh, we're, we're doing that as well because our goal is we don't want people dying and suffering. Um, so we're gathering um, support and donation through our foundation as well. We are also on TV, national television, and we're teaching the public on how to take control of their health, the mistakes they're making, the things they should be doing that they aren't doing, the things that they should be avoiding. So in a nutshell, uh, we're educating as well as uh, helping to treat and um, uh, reduce the morbidity and mortality of certain diseases uh, in Nigeria and hopefully other countries as well. So thank you very much for to, to for telling us about yourself uh, and uh, uh, so you're already making a difference in this world you know like you said that uh, it's not an equal uh, society where everyone uh, eligible for the help right now and everybody gets the help they need and on time and quality help so uh, what's your uh, personal inspiration, what drives you uh, in your work and how does it make you feel when you do your work, when you do your job? A great question. Uh, well, I, I feel happy. Uh, um, anytime someone is doing something, I believe any human being is doing something that is helping another human being, whether for fear or otherwise, uh, and they're seeing results, they're making a difference, I believe anybody will be happy. But beyond that, um, I've always been interested in the brain and in human, human potential and how to optimize and maximize human potential. And um, that has always been a passion. And, and, and just having the ability to, um, to have a channel, to, to channel that desire and that, uh, that passion is, is, is to me, I'm, I'm, I feel very fortunate to be able to do that. So very gratifying. That is amazing. And... Uh... Just wondering what made you do this career choice in the first place? Because it's not an easy path. Uh, brain surgeries is one of the most complicated topics, definitely the most complicated part of human body. Uh, what, what made you uh, choose this field as a profession and dedicate your life to helping others in the first place? It's a roundabout way. I initially wanted to be a neurosurgeon and um, I, my idol was a very popular neurosurgeon known as Dr. Ben Carson. Uh, he was the first person to, to separate twins joined in the brain. Um, but after my, doing my residency, I realized that I didn't want to spend the rest of my life in, in surgery, in an operating theater. And I realized that neurosurgeons too are very limited in what they can do. I mean, it's only when they are only in one location and it's only when patients come to them who can afford or have access to them that they treat them. But I felt that uh, for the, we could find ways to affect hundreds of thousands and possibly millions of people with the knowledge that we have um, and make a difference. 
rather than just be confined to one specific location. So and I have a teach, I mean, both my parents were teachers. So I have a teaching instinct, impulse within me. And um, I just felt that this, it was more, this was more in tune with my gifts and my abilities. Um, certainly, maybe, who knows, I might have been made a, good, made a good neurosurgeon, I don't know, but circumstances kind of pushed me in the direction in which I am right now. So you have this uh, need in sharing what you can do, sharing your experience and educating others. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. Um, I would like to ask you the next question. Uh, how do you envision creative society? And uh, uh, after reviewing the project, what are your understandings um, you had about this importance I would even specify a little bit, if you allow me, how do you envision the ideal medicine, the uh, ideal uh, condition in healthcare for all of the people in the, in the better world where all people have equal rights and equal access to medicine? How do you envision the uh, this situation in which, uh, in which people should live in 21st century when it comes to access to healthcare? Another good question. Uh, there should be, in my opinion, it would be very, very helpful if there's some basic uh, access to healthcare, uh, especially that is uh, as, as available across the board as possible. Um, because that is always a challenge, especially coming from a third world country like, like, like I am. One of the things that I'm very upset about is sickle cell disease in, in Nigeria, for instance. Um, I, I believe. I'm going to use, specify that as a, use that as an example to answer your question. Um, there are people in remote, remote areas who are suffering. Their bones are falling out of their bodies. They're having strokes. The government, in my opinion, this, this should be something that should be um, the basic nutrients that sickle cell disease patients need. And there are over 4 million of us in this country, 4 million of them uh, in, in Nigeria alone. Um, multiplied millions around the world, there should be some degree of support in that regard to help these, these particular patients and other conditions as well. But I, I'm seeing this as the, as the area. Um, when it comes to other more complex conditions, that it's ideal to probably make it, make it available for everyone. But um, it would be, I, I, I've not seen immediately how that would work across the board, especially when it comes to complex conditions like cancer and, and, and heart disease and, uh, and neurosurgery. But ideally, if it's made available, that would be fantastic. Thank you so much. And, uh, you know, uh, I had this question that why in some country there are specialists to treat some disease when in another country there is no specialist and people have to uh, find a way, find, find funds and travel far uh, leave their uh, country uh, families and get a big amount of money which government can support them so they ask for people to chip in and actually to make it possible to treat their child or maybe not even child maybe adult doesn't matter right so why is that why is some countries have the specialist and some countries don't have specialists in some certain field it's lack of communication between countries. What is this? You, like a specialist opinion. 
I, I think the same thing with countries, same thing with organizations, the same thing with hospitals. Uh, countries want to get the best kind of doctors in their, um, in their communities working for them. And so they make them, they give incentives. That's a challenge. You give incentives. Uh, everything is a business. Where I've, come, I've come to realize. Um, Nigeria now, because of COVID-19, a lot of Britain in particular is, uh, is taking a lot of Nigerians, Nigerian doctors into Britain. And Nigerian doctors are running out because they're not being paid well in the country. They're not being supported well, and they're not having the facilities they need. And so they are running out to better, for greener pastures, so to speak. So it, I think it comes down to economics. I mean, those who organizations and countries that can offer better deals for healthcare professionals, whether for neurosurgeons or whether for nephrologists, they tend to do better with, with, with those things. So it comes down to uh, economics. I really think that's what it comes down to. Um, and I don't know how one is going to get past all that. Uh, do, does, uh, do we try and make every country uh, economically viable, economically be able to generate revenue? That would be a good start to uh, teach countries how to you really how be good, better stewards of their money so that they can provide healthcare and education for their people more or to take out the, the criminals and the corruption from those places. Well, that's going to be a challenge. I, I, I don't know. Uh, how do you see it happening, Olga? Well, uh, you know, uh, in, uh, on 11th of May 2019, uh, there was a big conference initiated by people and volunteers uh, of Alatra International Public Movement on the Alatra platform, when many countries joined, over 180 countries, discussing the questions on why in 21st century we still have these issues. Why, why do we have wars? Why do we have discrimination? Why do we have uh, uh, hunger and uh, you know lack of drinkable water? Uh, when there are some countries are rich, why uh, there are some countries that are still poor and people are suffering? And why are we okay with that? And um, after this conference and raising these uh, questions and discussing it all together as society, uh, we came to an understanding that it's consumer format of society, consumer format of relations that leads, uh, that causing these kind of problems. And that we as people should initiate the change of the format of society from the consumerist to the creative one. And that's how the Creative Society project started. When we uh, initiated this project, we started to ask people, how do they envision the Creative Society? The society where every human will feel comfortable, happy, safe. Uh, what kind of society for, for you, for my friend, for my neighbor, for uh, people across the globe? We were asking this question and everybody had something to say. And, you know, I want to ask you also, uh, but we realize that people are not so different, you know? People, all people want the same things. And uh, all people, we are, we are all the same actually inside in wanting to live in a peaceful place and happy society. And uh, how actually you envisage that uh, society where you will feel comfortable, safe, and um, I don't know what, what kind of society it is for you, for your family, your friends, your relatives. Yeah, I mean, that, that would be a great society where people, I, 
like your eight principles here, where people are educated and understand what their rights are, and they're given the environment in which they can they can reach for their rights and be able to ask for what they need and to be able to work because that's very important that people be able to work uh, because it's a mental health issue, not just a financial or physical health issue. If people are not working, they will have suffer some kind of mental issue, whether it's depression or anxiety. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, uh, it's certainly, certainly something to aspire towards. And I think what you're doing to educate and to really bring people together to discuss it is uh, absolutely essential. Good job. Thank you. David. But, uh, mm -hmm. Sorry. Uh, sorry. I just wanted to uh, tell a little bit more how this project were born. So about a decade ago, the volunteers started asking people questions in the streets of uh, right now over 180 countries. And they asked very simple questions. What unites people in today's world? Uh, and what kind? how do you envision the society that you would be happy to live in, where everyone would be happy? And based on people's answers, this eight pillars were uh, created, basically summarizing the people's answers and summarizing uh, the people's needs and uh, something that could really unite people. And I would like to ask our producer, Roman, who's also a volunteer as each one of us in this project, because it's non-financial. We all do it doing this just because we human to share this ideas. I would like to ask Roman from uh, Moldova, uh, who's actually waking up at night every day just to <laughs> produce this show uh, to uh, pull up the third pillar which I think resonates with me and I would like to hear your opinion on it. Roman, please, can we see the third foundation of the creative society? The human and let me just read it quickly. So human safety, no one and nothing in the society has a right to create threats to the life and freedom of a human. Every human is guaranteed free provision of essential life necessities, including food, housing, medical care, education, and full social security. Scientific, industrial, and technological activities of the society should be aimed exclusively at improving the quality of human life. And there should be also guaranteed economic stability, no inflations or crises. And this is possible for us if we really want. The same stable prices around the world, one monetary unit fixed, a minimal taxation or no taxation at all. And the safety of human, the society from any kind of threats ensured by the unified global services that deal with emergency situations. This is how we envision the uh, ideal society in which everyone is guaranteed uh, basic needs covered. And this is possible if uh, we just did a quick research and watched how much we spend on military and then compared to how much we spend on housing, <laughs> uh, universal housing, medic, uh, healthcare and education. And we see why we have no money for, uh, for uh, for healthcare. But our enemies to each other, uh, like same for me, I'm coming from Ukraine where we have very uh, tough situation with medicine. Many people have to go on TV and actually beg for people to donate money so they could save a child, take them to Germany or some other country. Why cannot we actually demand from, create this social demand to actually provide medicine and healthcare as a basic human need on high quality level for everyone. 
how do you feel uh what, does this resonate with you the human safety third pillar that i just talked about i i uh, i think definitely this is so important that this that these basic needs be met and that's making the right decisions of, uh, as to how to to account and budget for these for these things be, be done and like you said a lot of a lot of the, the problem is with trying to out-arm or out-gun the other nation, another, other country, and therefore you're putting all these resources into, into these other things that have to do with military. Um, I, I, I honestly, that would be ideal. I just, I'm, I'm curious as to how, how you see that actually working. Um, are, you, are you planning on um, educating the governments, or starting with a grassroots movement like what we're, what you're doing with the, the, the internet, or are you also working with government officials as well to try and make this uh, a possibility? So it is well, not a political movement, uh, <laughs> it is, but it's totally grassroots. And we just created a demand for politicians to implement these pillars into constitution of each country in completely legal way. So no revolution, this world doesn't need any more of them. It has to be, we have to evolve as humankind uh, through already existing legal procedures into the world where we have these pillars implemented into one constitution, for example, US at first, and then the other one, because it's going to be a chain reaction. We already have this happening in multiple countries. And this is how we can evolve as a society peacefully. Uh, we don't need any more protests, violence. As we said, the first pillar is human life. So no human life can be hurt. No person can be hurt in the process of going to the creative society. We have to uh, make this peaceful demand and only vote for those who are willing to implement these pillars into constitution of each country. And actually... Yeah, so I'm sorry, I just wanted to add that right now uh, we are informational stage. It's the stage when we inform people because uh, before we build a house, we need to build uh, the fund, 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 fundamental, right? And um, yeah, plat platform to build this house on, right? So uh, the informational stage uh, gives people to, the opportunity to find out that there is a chance to live in creative society. Uh, we communicate with each other, we uh, talk to each other, we inform people about creative society. And um, we inform people that there is a platform where anyone can speak out, share his or uh, her opinion, and uh, all together, united uh, around one goal, there is nothing that we can't do because one person uh, can do little, but all together, if we united around one goal, we can do a lot. And actually we had the conference on 20th of December, uh, 2020, uh, which showed how much people can do together when they unite around one goal, because this conference uh, involved many, many people who participated in any possible way, free of work time, uh, it was translated to over 35 languages, and this conference was about creative society, united we can, and I invite everyone to watch the conference. It was the uh, great initiative, and uh, many people um, actually raised and answered the questions about how did we get to the point 
when we had when we start having the consumerist format of society and um, what we what each of us can do to change the society and to change the future for better and to live the uh, for our generations live a better society live the creative society so um yeah but good question yeah. though um if 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 we're providing everything uh, at a basic level and providing for all the needs um what what is your thought about those who uh, you, you at the same time you want to not discourage um, people who want to be ambitious uh, let's for example the facebook founders and the people who feel they can go as far as they can go as opposed to other people what's your thoughts where that is concerned so at the same time that we're you're providing for the needs of the masses at the same time you don't want to squelch the passion and the uh, the drive of those who want to be super achievers how what do you think where that is concerned can i answer it of course a good question yes go but ahead for example, 150 years ago, the education was only available for the very uh, little uh, part of the humanity. And they had the solution that uh, the, the only, uh, like those who are born with this so-called privilege could get education. And uh, But then when education became a human right and accessible for all, we saw how many talented people coming from everywhere, even in my country coming from very poor, we had astronauts and astrophysics, <laughs> people who really uh, did contribute a lot. So here the same thing, people are very social uh, creatures. They always want to reach out for more and go further and uh, achieve more. And uh, if we cover just the basic necessities and just to provide everyone with the ability to live as humans, right? So no one sleeps in the street, no one is dying from hunger, everyone is providing with water and uh, housing. That's, that wouldn't stop people from progress. That would just give an opportunity for us to, uh, again, evolve and uh, do so much more as humankind. Because if my neighbor gets poor education, he affects society poorly. Or if he's not providing medical uh, health or healthcare on quality level, uh, he's not able to contribute that much to the society. And the whole society actually is not benefiting from it. But we're talking about the society in which each person is provided not just free things, but actually ability to contribute to the society and other people uh, on a good level. And then, right now we are running out of time and I would like to ask you uh, to make some final message to our viewers and also uh, just uh, to maybe wish something encouraging from your experience to everyone who's watching us. Okay, well, again, thank you for having me. I, I always like to tell people that <clears throat> your health is in your hands. There are things that you need to know and you need to do to strengthen your body, strengthen your minds, strengthen your spirit. And uh, it's, it's important that you reach out for that information. Everything, almost everything is possible when it comes to health. That's our experience. So I just want to encourage people to uh, take control, uh, seek to take control of their health and don't be passive about their health. And that um, things will shape up, God willing. Thank you. Thank you. And Olga, we have Thank a- Thank you so much. 
we have a video invitation to our next conference, which we would like um, to Let me just say a few words. I just wanted to say why I love this project, because it's really uh, raising awareness among people and every person uh, understands how that he can actually do something in changing this world. And uh, in, in union, we can really do a lot all together. Thank you. Thank you. Let's go ahead and watch the video, the invitation to the conference, right? Uh, yes, we have a video invitation to the conference. And before we watch it, I just would like to say everyone who's willing to join the project volunteer based 100%, just go on alatrounites.com and click join the uh, join us button. And then you can participate in building the uh, society, informing people about the possibility of living um, better living in unity, living in mutual respect with equal rights and opportunities for all of the people around the world. Thank you. Thank you for thank you so much. Thank you for being with us. Now let's watch the video. Unprecedented event of present history. Initiative that comes from people around the world. Main project of humanity. People stopped being silent about urgent issues of our society. How it all started. May 2019, International Online Conference, Society, The Last Chance. 140 countries of the world, hundreds of thousands of people online, hundreds of broadcast platforms, translated into seven languages simultaneously. If we all want to live in peace, why do we have a world of violence and destruction? It is up to us to build a different world. How can we do it? December 2020, Creative Society, United We Can, 180 countries of the world, millions of people online, thousands of streaming platforms. 35 languages simultaneously translated. People have voiced today's reality and what they truly desire. And it is the creative society. All cultures have an image of the ideal world people want to live in. A world that prophets talked about. The time has come when we can make it real. How will we use this chance? Let's meet March 20, 2021, 3 p.m. Greenwich Mean Time and 10 a.m. Eastern Time. International online event of global scale. Creative Society, what the prophets dreamed of. This is the day the world will unite to find out the truth Join the entire humanity and spread the message.